0: So just over two weeks ago, I recorded my first podcast episode. Today, we've hit just over 200 plays. So to celebrate, I'm going to drop another key trader secret. Welcome back to the Making of a Trader podcast. My name is Alan Stenson, and this is episode 10. So here we are, episode 10. I can't believe it. Um, I had a quick check today and as i said on the intro 200 plays um i know these are tiny numbers obviously compared to uh to loads of podcasts out there obviously or most podcasts out there i'm sure but uh in in just over two weeks i'm really i'm really pleased with that i've had some really nice messages um and questions and things as well so i'm really pleased that it's um it's hitting the spot for some of you and uh, i really appreciate the continued support um so Again, if you uh, if you like what you hear, please give me a review, uh, subscribe, and uh, and pass this uh, this podcast on because uh, the more people that can hear it, then uh, hopefully the more people we can help. Um, so anyway, I'm going to drop another key trader secret today. Today is all about a day trader's best friend, or two best friends really. It's volume and volatility. Um, now we talked back on the last key trader secrets uh, episode about entry and exit points and how important those support and resistance lines are, and as equally important is the amount of volume that's coming into a stock. So what you don't want to be doing is you don't want to be getting into a, a situation where um, you're entering into a stock simply because it's at a certain price. So say for instance you've you've predetermined where the support line is and the stock uh, comes down to that support line and starts to hold. Um, you then need to be looking at what the volume is on that on that stock and, and most specifically the relative volume. Uh, when you are looking at whether or not it's going to make it onto your watch list or maybe it's something that's surged up on a, on a scanner and it's suddenly come to your attention, you need to be looking at what the average volume traded on that stock is. So, for argument's sake, say you're in pre-market and you're sort of um, putting together your, your watch list. If you have a uh, a stock that on any given day has an average volume of, an average traded volume of, say, 500,000 shares. Um, if in pre-market you, you've already, you, you know, you, you're already seeing two two hundred 300,000 shares traded and the market hasn't even opened yet then you know if you couple that with the fact that there's a relatively um, small float um, and if there is a strong catalyst on that stock, then you're going to have a lovely um, supply and demand equation there to to get your teeth into. In other words, if there is a lot of interest in that stock, which you'll be able to see with the amount of volume that's um, already trading on that stock, And as I said, coupled with a a strong catalyst, if that's the case, but there is a very limited supply of available shares to trade, then you've got a lot of people wanting to get in on that stock and very few uh, shares available. So you're going to then trade right the way through the float. So the float itself will do what's called a float rotation, which means that the say that um, say you have a a stock that has uh, a 3 million share float. So that's a very, very low float stock. Um, you could get to the point, particularly if that stock's already done you know, 10 10, 15% of that in pre-market, then you're going to potentially be in a position where when the market opens and all the volume starts to flood in, you'll get to the, the stage where that full 3 million shares will have traded. Therefore, every single available share would have changed hands. So if that continues and then you get what's known as a float rotation, so that, that float gets um, rotated multiple times, then you start to, you know, everybody wants to get into that stock because it's the hot stock, it's absolutely surging. Um, and there's only, you know, a, a limited number of shares available. So they're going to be trading hands to and fro, th- and to and fro, sorry, um, multiple times across the, across the day. So if that's happening, then obviously you get a lot of volatility. So you'll get those big surges and those big pullbacks. Um, And that's where you really need to be conscious of where the support and resistance lines are. So where that stock is likely to surge up to and then potentially stall or have a, a slight rejection on or surge past and gather even more momentum. Or when it pulls back, where is it likely to pull back to? And if you've got a lot of volume and a lot of volatility, then you're going to get a lot of people that are going to get shaken out of that stock. So again, it's really important when you're getting into that stock to not just go all in on one entry and one exit, unless obviously you get a very quick um, in and out um, trade. But again, there's an awful lot of risk associated with that. So what you want to do is you want it to be confirming to you um, where your entry point needs to be, and then you need to be aware of where you want your exits to be, or, or at least exiting up towards that, that potential resistance level. So you have to keep that volume and volatility uh, in mind, because what you don't want to be doing is um, getting into a stock simply because it's hit a price point and, um, and then suddenly realize that uh, it's not really going anywhere because the volume has dried out the uh there's no movement in the stock it's sort of you get that chop in between a a very sort of small uh pricing channel and it's not really giving you any reason to to get out because it may not necessarily be um failing at a support line um but it's also not something that you want to be in because it's just not going anywhere so um you can get bored you can get sort of stuck in a stock that you're just you know not happy to be in so um in order to limit that, you, you you need to focus on the most um, volatile time within the market. And that, that generally is the first 90 minutes uh, of the market open. Um, I never take a new trade after that 90 minutes. Um, and I very, very rarely take a pre-market trade. So I generally will allow a trade to play out for the first few minutes of the market. So it can give me some indications as to how it's behaving uh, towards my support and resistance lines and then I'm looking at those, I'm looking for that big move and I'm looking for the setup to come to me and the whole time I'm watching the pricing action I'm also watching the volume um, it, it's no good it making a, a big move and then pulling back to a key support line um, only for me to get in there and then it just then slowly starts to fade off or doesn't really go anywhere simply because all the volume's dried out so it needs to still have High relative volume compared to how how you know how many shares would normally be traded on any normal given day, um, and that just that shows you that there 's still a lot of interest in that stock if it 's got good strong relative volume and it 's holding above a certain level then you know, that's showing that 's showing that that price is quite comfortable at that area so again, as I said in the previous episode if you're, if you 're able to get in. Uh, as close to or if not on that um, that that pivot point that that key support line then you're limiting the downside because obviously if it starts to reject that level and trend below it then you're not really interested anymore so you've got a small a small risk but it also gives you the sort of base point so you can start to piece into that uh, position wait for it to give you the confirmation to add in and then you know really that you're you're quite likely to have found the bottom of that um, of that play and then, um, as long as the volume is still there, then you've got uh, really good opportunities to to start getting out on on each pop um, that it goes back up towards the the next resistance line. Um, but volume is so key. If it if it's if the volume is dry is drying off, um, then the 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 ticker will slow right down, and you will be in a position where you sat there. Kind of just waiting for something to happen, whether you 're hoping that it then comes back down and tests the support line so you can either add in or be ready to to start getting out or you 're waiting for it to then for volume to then push back in and 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 the stock ramp and retest the highs so again, keep an eye on the volume, um, ensure that you know where those support and resistance lines are and see how it 's behaving at those levels uh, and just just watch. For the volume to be dropping away, um, because then that will really limit, you know, your opportunities for your exit. Um, But use it, you know, use it to your advantage. If you have a stock that is, you know, multiple that hasn't um, rotated its its float multiple times. um, And if there's a high uh, short interest in that stock. Then you're going to get those surges, or potentially get those surges, because people will know that this, this, despite the fact that it has so few shares available, everybody wants in on this. There are um, people who are stuck in that in that um, stock, who are short, so they're wanting the the price to come down, but it, it's continuing to go up. Therefore, they're going to be hitting their covers, which will show up as buys on the uh, on the um, on the the. Um, on the market, which then adds to the buying uh, interest, and then this thing's going to squeeze up even more. And each key level that it, it then surpasses, more and more people will be aware of it, and it will be hitting more and more scanners. So you, you get that sort of massive momentum surge. So if you can time it right and, and get your entries correct, um, coupled with the fact that there's still strong relative volume holding that that stock in, you know, holding the the price at where it is, then um, then you know you've got a potential a recipe for a, a strong, a strong upside win on that. Um, but again, you know you can't just rely on the actual pricing action. You know where it's where it's getting. You need to be looking at how much volume is there, um, and in relation to how how we would normally trade. So in conclusion, be aware of the relative volume of a stock and ensure that that forms part of your stock selection process. There's no good at pulling back to a support line if there's not enough volume there to hold it up. Um, And there's no good being in a stock if there's so little volume that you're you're going to struggle to get out or it's not really going to go anywhere because it's just going to get stuck. So anyway, I hope that helps Um, and I will see you on the next one.